Hi guys, my name is Arnold Petorius and welcome to the very first episode on the Kappa channel. I'm very excited and I hope you are as well. You're probably wondering what this is all about. Well, we're going to be going into coffee, everything from locally to internationally, taking you in depth of everything around coffee. So we're going to be using different methods, um, making different coffees, seeing which ones we prefer and what taste they bring around. And then we're also going to be cupping, tasting and profiling different coffees from around the world, uh, different origins, different blends, and we're going to be putting them up against each other, both local brands and international brands, to see which ones we prefer, and then you can decide which ones you will prefer. So when I'm talking about coffee, I'm not talking about instant coffee. I'm talking about the real deal coffee bean, caffeine kicking you out of the bed coffee. So why is this so significant? Because coffee is the second largest commodity in the world and yet a lot of people we find don't really know what it's all about. So that is what we're here to do. I'm here standing in the lovely Kapu Cafe at the moment which are going to be the hosts of this channel. We're going to shoot a lot of episodes. Um, we're going to have a lot of different celebrities coming in, different guys showing us what's happening in the coffee industry and what they're doing at the moment. So please go like our channel, ask questions, drop us a few comments and then we'll see if we can get to all of them. Uh, if you want a specific thing done or tried, we can always try it. Um, so yeah, subscribe to our channel. The lovely thing about it, we've also got an e-commerce shop that we've just started. So all of these coffees that we're going to be tasting and especially also the methods that we're going to be using is going to be available online for you to buy. Hi guys, my name is Arnold Petorius and welcome back for another exciting episode on the Kappa channel. Thanks for the guys who liked and comment and subscribe. We really appreciate it and we feel the love. Today we're going to be using this big machine over here. This is the espresso machine that they normally use in restaurants and that, well, you won't see it because you'll be drinking your coffee nice and relaxed, but this is how the barista makes your perfect cappuccino and that you enjoy in the restaurant. So we're going into this machine showing you how they do it, how they use it and what is involved in the processes. Okay, so let's jump straight into the machine. Okay guys, so this is the espresso machine uh, that normally you'll see in the restaurants. Uh, it's quite big for, for a machine at home. If you're really into your coffee, then you might have one of these at home. For a lot of you who haven't seen this, it might look like a little bit of a spaceship. But don't be alarmed, it's actually quite easy and we'll show you exactly what each button does. So over here, we go, if you want to make your espressos, this is your short, and then your premium, and then your long. And then on this side is your double uh, of each of those shots, so you'll be extracting your coffee using those buttons. To make tea, you'll be using this hot water. The water that comes out of there actually is not boiling, it's just under boiling point, um, so you don't burn any coffee uh, or anything that you would want to use in the shop. Uh, this machine works at about 10 bars of pressure which is quite significant uh, because of your pressure at let's say in your tire uh, is at about 2 bars. 
So that is quite a lot of bars to get all that flavor and coffee out of the machine um, and to get the best cup of coffee that you'd like in a restaurant. At the top here you've got your uh, cups and the cup warmer just to get that cups nice and hot uh, so you never serve a cold coffee. So this machine is a double group head machine. You do get bigger machines, you get four groups um, and a lot bigger as well. Over here you've got your frother that you'll use to froth your milk um, and to get that lovely cappuccino out and then let's go to the grinder side so if you're grinding your beans there's actually a lot of different aspects involved uh, which we will cover at a later stage as well um, the, the basic thing that you need to know is uh, the, the finer the grind can go the better it is so when you're using a big espresso machine you tend to grind it quite fine uh, the finer you go the better the flavor and obviously the more stronger your cup will be as well so this machine is set at a quite a fine uh, ratio so your filter machine you would not grind as fine at the bottom here you've got the different groups you'll see this one this is your single shot uh, group head and then these two is your double shots so you'll just see the two two heads there so that is your double and then that you'll use for your singles so over here the grinder you'll actually see that one cup and then the two cup the two cup obviously grinds a little bit more coffee than the one cup um, so your two group you'll use in the two cup so let me show how the grinder works so then over there we've got quite a nice bit of grinded coffee uh, very finely like I said um, to use in your coffee so then we'll go over to the tamper this tamper is actually very uh, easy to use it's already been set at a different at a specific bar pressure that we, you'd like so the thing about this is you'll get the same cup uh, every time whereas if you're using a manual tamper and you're tampering the coffee yourself uh, you might tamp differently each time and then the coffee will taste a little bit different and you won't get that same cup every time so for a restaurant uh, it's quite important to have a tamper like this so that they can give the customers the same coffee every week and then it's perfect then we'll go over here we're just going to pop it in here make sure it's tightly in there and then obviously we're doing a double shot so we're going to be doing a double premium So this machine has been set at a certain time that it will stop automatically. Uh, a lot of the older machines and your more manual machines uh, doesn't have that function. Uh, the, the barista itself needs to stop it at a specific time uh, and at a specific milliliters of coffee that it has put out for your different cups that you do want. In this episode we're going to be looking at the three different forms of coffee, the ones you don't want to taste, the ones you do want to taste and the ones you actually use.
Hi guys, my name is Arno Petorius and welcome to yet another exciting episode on the Kappa channel. Today I'm here again, once again in the Kappa Cafe and we're going to be tasting, um, just seeing what the coffee is about, just going through the general stuff, just the insider, insider view. A lot of you don't know, but this is what a green bean looks like. It actually looks, when they pluck it from the tree, it's actually inside uh, a fruit, um, a bright red fruit which they then take off layer by layer. It's got four layers. The way they take that layers off actually also influences the coffee. Um, then the two beans are actually together, uh, looking like a peanut, if you could call it that. This green bean still doesn't mean anything to us. Um, if you were gonna try to eat it, not very good. It's absolutely disgusting. It tastes like nothing. It's like eating a rock. Um, so yeah, going from that to something drinkable, and that is an amazing experience. Well, there's a few processes involved. Um, you first have to roast it, um, and then obviously getting the grind right, and the machine that, you do, that you're going to use. So once you're done roasting the coffee, uh, depending on the, the type of roast that you're going to use, light, medium, or dark, then you're going to get this. Um, this is much more... Uh, nicer and this is your coffee that you'll get uh, this is how you buy the beans in the shops uh, and this is the final product then this actually you can eat just like that a lot of people don't know that either and that is much nicer than than trying to eat a green bean don't try it um, it's not great and then this is where all the flavor is happening um, where all the coffee gets all its characteristics uh, and all the traits that it does have and each single origin and each blend uh, tastes different especially the single origins a blend is obviously just a blend of single origins um, so yeah each single origin tastes different uh, whether it's Colombian, Guatemala, Ethiopian, Uganda there's so much to mention um, so yeah each has a little bit of a difference but they're all still a lot, a lot the same um, so after that you've got your beans and then you grind it obviously if you're going to grind for your espresso machine um, if you're going to grind for uh, for your plunger this is your grounded coffee bean so it's basically just that that you've grinded um, you're obviously going to grind it to a specific uh, ratio that you'd like or the machine that you're using espresso first filter second and then plunger last um, so yeah this is your grinded coffee it's a lot like sand uh, you can smell it it's quite aromatic and it's got a very nice smell to it obviously you don't want the coffee to be grinded and just lying in your house and um, once it's grinded it does lose a lot of qualities uh, much quicker than in the bean form a lot of people do say that you need to put your coffee in the fridge that is absolutely wrong please don't go put your coffee in the fridge uh, there's a lot of flavors and, and smells in your fridge that can affect your coffee so just put them in a, in a sealed container and then that'll be perfect so I'm throwing around a lot of words like roasting and grinding and all of these things and you might not know what I'm talking about don't worry uh, we're gonna have episodes that covers the roasting the different profile roasting different temperatures how that affects the coffee as well and then we're gonna also have episodes on the grinding to get that perfect grind for whatever machine you're using uh, we'll be explaining that to you as well so don't stress about that now 
So subscribe so you don't miss it. Um, but yeah, we will be covering that. And then that is basically your coffee in the three different forms. From your green bean to your roasted coffee. And then how you'd grind it just before you drink it. But I like to just eat it just like that. In this episode, we're going to have a look at the Italian masterpiece, the mocha pot, and the difference between the aluminium one and the stainless steel one. Hi guys, welcome to yet another exciting episode on the Kapu channel. Uh, today I'm back here at Kapu Cafe. And a lot of you have seen these in the shops, um, but might not know what they're all about. So we're going to be looking at the mocha pot, just the differences between them, and then we're going to make a coffee with it and should just show you how it works. So on this side, I've got the aluminium pots. Um, the thing about these pots are that they give off an aluminium taste. So basically after a few cups, uh, your coffee starts changing. And you're not maybe sure why that is happening. That is because of the aluminium mocha pot that you're using. It does start to give off a certain taste. Some places they do like it because they say every pot tastes a little bit different, which is nice. Uh, it's the more original pot and it's got the older look to it, which is also quite good. And then on this side, we've got the new, the more modern uh, type of mocha pot. It's the stainless steel pot. The nice thing about this. You can also use it on an induction stove, um, whereas the aluminium one you can't use on an induction stove. So a lot of the houses does not have uh, gas stoves anymore. So where this is where your induction one comes in. You can also still use it on a flame though. Uh, so if you're going camping or whatever, this is still fine. Uh, this is just the older method. The nice thing also about the stainless steel one, it doesn't give off a funny taste after a while, which you do not really want um, unless you're into that whole thing. So how do they work? It's actually basically very easy. Your water is in at the bottom. Then there's your pressure valve. And then your coffee is going in and it's going to go over a stove, induction stove or a, a flame or whatever you're using. And then the coffee will start boiling out at the top. So I'll make a coffee now and just show you guys. So let's open this up. So the mocha pot doesn't really uh, use a lot of pressure. Uh, it's got a specifically built-in pressure gauge that actually releases pressure. So it doesn't use that much pressure. Uh, although you need to grind your coffee uh, just a little bit more coarser than, than your espresso grind. Um, but it, it does make a very strong espresso, but there's not really a lot of pressure involved. Although there is, this is a safety valve. If you see a mocha pot without a safety valve, I suggest you run. So let's have a look at it. I've got only an induction plate over here today. So once again, this is where your nice little steel, stainless steel one comes in. So at the bottom, like I said, your cough, your water. Don't throw your water till above the valve. Obviously you want the pressure to escape. If you're filling it with water, uh, there might be a little bit of an accident. So let's see. So you're gonna put in your water. So just under the valve, make sure not to fill the valve. 
Then you're going to put in your sieve and then your coffee grounds. So there's also there's also a lot of people that using different methods when they're adding their coffee. A lot of people say you should not fill it over. You should make it flat. Um, and then a lot of people say you should heap the coffee. And then as you're putting the pot on, it actually compresses the coffee a bit so you get a little bit of more pressure build up. Whichever way is still fine. I like to heap it up a little bit. So when you're putting on the pot, you're actually tamping that coffee grounds into place. So like I said, the grind just a little bit coarser than espresso grind. So I would heat, heat that up. Then you're going to put this pot on. And then that's basically done. Then you can put it on the stove, whether it's gas, flames or whatever. In this case, it's our induction plate. So we're going to put that on. And it actually goes quite quickly. So then you start to just as here, you'll hear it start boiling. Um, so you don't actually want the coffee to boil because um, that might burn the, the coffee that is still in the pot and give you like a funny little taste. So just before it starts boiling, I recommend you have, just take a look at it and then just before it starts boiling, just take it off the pot, uh, off the stove. So then there's no funny burnt little coffee taste to it. So you can either leave it open or closed. There's also a lot of different conspiracies around that. It doesn't really make a difference to the taste. Although I have heard, if you put in cold water uh, instead of hot water, the taste that you get is a little bit sweeter. Uh, once again, I've tried both, not really a big difference, um, but that is what the, the critics are saying. So there you see the coffee uh, starting to pour in. Uh, it does make a little bit of a sound and then you can that's just for you to hear that the coffee is going through it does come through a little bit bubbly so like i said you just want to have a look at it you don't want the coffee to start boiling or the coffee inside that sieve filter to to get too hot because then you might burn the coffee a little bit and that gives off a bad taste so i didn't put in a lot of water so i think it's about fine now so I'm just going to take it off the pot and it should start filling up immediately and then let's have a look. The coffee that I've found in these pots uh, looks very dark and it's quite a dark cup of coffee, uh, very strong as well. So it is your espresso, makes a very good espresso. Just remember uh, the, the cup sizes on the boxes is also meant for espressos. So if you're going to buy a, let's say a two cup, on the box it will say a two cup. Don't think that's two big cups, that is two espresso cups. So we've worked it out, for every four cup on the box espresso cup, you'll get about a one decent sized cup out of that. So just have a good look at that. You don't want to buy something that you think it's two cups and then it's actually only half a cup. And you need to boil it over and over and over again uh, if you've got guests or whatever. So let's have a taste. Like I said, very strong flavors coming through. Not a lot of pressure used. Um, 
but it's still a very good espresso uh, cup of coffee try to learn to drink it without milk uh, you might not drink as much um, but yeah you could maybe just thin it out with a little bit of hot water if you'd like if you're not that big of a coffee drinker but it is a very strong cup of coffee and exactly the way I like it On this episode, we're going to be cupping and tasting uh, Capri Cafe's awesome Ethiopian blend. Hi guys, my name is Arnold and welcome back to another episode of the Capo channel. Today we're going to be cupping and tasting the lovely Ethiopian Yoga Chef Grade 2 which is the coffee or the Ethiopian uh, that Kappa Cafe uses in their store. So we're going to be cupping that and tasting it and just going through the whole flavors that we get around it and what you should be tasting. Maybe there's something that I say that you might like and like I said all in the beginning as well the coffees and everything will be online available to buy for you. So how, we, how do we do cupping and tasting and when do we do it? Well, there's actually a lot of times that cupping and tasting happens. Uh, the first cupping and tasting happens at the farm that produces the coffee. So the green beans that gets produced at the farm, let's say in this case uh, in Ethiopia, that farmer takes the coffee and he will cup and taste the batch. So there's a whole lot of standards involved uh, that you need to adhere to and that plays an influence on the coffee. For example, if you're going to put in more coffee the second time that you put in the first time, it's obviously going to be more flavorful, there's going to be more coffee in, so it's going to be stronger, so you're not going to get the consistent taste you want each time. So some of that standards, and once again, a lot of the guys do deviate from this. Each company tastes and cups on a different method or a different way. How we do it, or how I like to do it, is I like to use 5.5 grams of coffee, and with a hundred mils of hot, uh, hot water, not boiling water, you don't want to burn the coffee, just hot water. Um, so just under boiling point, not to, not to burn the coffee. So then basically I'll use 200 mils of water with 11 grams of coffee. Uh, some of the guys do deviate and use a little bit of less coffee or more coffee, but they'll always stay at that same ratio, whatever their ratio is. So when you come for a cupping and tasting, one time when you come the next time it's going to be the same ratios because we want that same flavor that we're looking for the same taste as we're looking for so that that's why there's a standard all over the world also so the farmer then takes that cup he tastes it on the standard method and he then gives it a score or a rating out of a hundred uh, and then he then exports the coffee or somebody imports his coffee and they will cup and taste it on the same ratios that he used so they would also then use the amount of grams of coffee and then the amount of uh, water that he used and they would then rate it on a scale from 1 to 100. If there's a mix-up in between or I say, listen, I don't agree with your, your rating that you gave it, then we might negotiate about a price or then I'd say the batch is maybe bad uh, or this batch is really good, uh, let's go for a price. And then obviously your buyer or the guy who roasts the coffee, then he buys it 
and then normally not not all of them do but then normally they would also then cup and taste it just to see if they imported uh, imported a good batch or a bad batch and and then that is how they see the quality of the coffees so cupping and tasting involved uh, evolved from that now we use it as an everyday thing you can use it in your house to entertain your guests uh, we host a lot of uh, coffee tastings cupping and tasting events here at cup cafe so make sure to to go find out when and where the next one is happening so you don't miss out then we cup and taste about eight different coffees uh, we go through all of them and then we also use the espresso machine just to show you how to do that you can make your own cappuccino etc it's just a fun and exciting evening and i love and i love it so let's start <clears throat> like i said you need to get a, a small nice scale uh, you can do this in the comfort of your own home you can go to pick and pay or buy your coffee or whatever you want to buy measure it down put in your hot water cup and taste it and actually see uh, if you do like it or not just a fun little experiment that you can do so like I said 5.5 grams of coffee in this case I'm going to use a little bit more so I'm going to use 11 grams of coffee with 200 mils of water so this is very important step uh, you don't want to mess around on measuring the coffee like I said you want it to be the same each time you taste especially if you're having cupping and tastings at your house or at your coffee shop or whatever the case might be so that is perfect not yet that is perfect so that is your 11 grams of coffee I'm getting excited now um, so your Ethiopian just a little bit something about the bean also when you're grinding it the grind consistency should just be between a filter machine and a plunger um, so it's not too fine or not too coarse you want to form a nice little crema and make sure the coffee is also very fresh um, the fresher it is the better actually also um, so a lot of guys only wait about 24 hours before they cup and taste after roasting uh, this Ethiopian like I said is the yoga chef grade 2 we are going to have other tastings with different Ethiopian farms um, that's got different lots and that's got different taste to it so each farm has its own soil and then that soil uh, gives a little bit of identity to the coffee so today we're doing the Ethiopian yoga chef grade 2 which you'll find at Kappa Cafe and this bean actually um, is a very fruity bean uh, when once we taste you'll also taste it now uh, it's very fruity uh, it's got a bit of a floral note and I actually love the Ethiopian the Ethiopian had a very good batch this year and I absolutely love it it's one of my favorites um, and it's also selling uh, at a very good rate in the shops as well so the Ethiopian very good it grows at an altitude uh, of about 1800 meters to 1900 meters uh, it gets ha its harvesting season uh, is normally from November to January um, which is also very cool just a little fact to know um, yeah so each bean has got a different harvest season and different altitudes that it grow at this is a Arabica bean um, it's a washed Arabica the specific lot so let's taste so like I said uh, 200 mils of hot water I know the amount now is just for tasting purposes so like I said not boiling water 
just under boiling point so that should be about 200 mils now a lot of people want to rush in because they're so excited and just want to taste it and then they burn their tongues and then you can't taste anything for the rest of the night well don't do that just wait a little bit just wait it off um, it's gonna happen right now very soon so we're gonna wait for it to cool down you'll see at the top there's like a little crema starting to form uh, we call it a crust uh, that actually forms that's just the coffee grounds that is floating at the top so once we break this crust that initial burst of flavor or smell that comes out is mind-blowing and I actually love it it's quite an addiction and I could do it every day each day so be sure to break the crust but not prematurely okay guys so you're gonna wait for that just to cool down a little bit you don't want to burn your tongue so if this uh, crust doesn't form at the top then it means somewhere something went a little bit wrong either the coffee is a little bit old um, it's not that fresh anymore or your grind is wrong uh, or something somewhere is not perfect so just have a look at that some sometimes you don't get a very good crust don't worry about it um, but yeah you, that crust is what we are after so once that crust is done we've left it for a little bit just to cool down you need to take off this crust so I'm gonna take two spoons and I'm just gonna sweep that top off I'm just gonna throw that you don't want to be swallowing a whole mouthful of uh, grounded coffee so get out as much as you can of these grounds so there we go if you're tasting more than one different types of cups be sure to have a clean glass here uh, after each tasting that you can just uh, wash the spoon with and then also to take a sip of water with just to clean your mouth and your palate to get ready for the next tasting otherwise it will influence each other we're only tasting one today so I don't need that and then this is where the fun part comes in so I don't know who of you have heard um, you actually need to slurp the coffee uh, much like wine you can either decide uh, to spit it out or to swallow it I like to swallow it so let's go for it so you're gonna just get grab that bit of the coffee at the top just into the spoon getting as little as possible of that ground and then the slurping so immediately I get this Ethiopian is not a strong roast it's about a medium roast um, <clears throat> it's got a very fruity taste that I do get um, it's got a very sweet finish there's no bitter aftertaste so <clears throat> it's actually quite a enjoyable cup to taste a little, a little bit of a floral note coming through and yeah it's it's actually a very very good coffee um, easy drinking uh, not too complex so a lot of the guys that's not that big into coffee will also like it very smooth on the tongue um, got a bit of a velvety texture texture to it at the end and yeah that is basically the Ethiopia so guys remember go subscribe to our channel like uh, our videos and drop a comment then we can answer your comments um, <clears throat> and also remember that the e-commerce shop 
does sell all of these coffees that we will be tasting and the ones that we will be tasting other videos as well and um, also the methods that we're using is also for sale there go check it out for all you travelers campers go-getters that can't leave your caffeine behind this is what you need in this episode we're going to be shooting the aeropress and showing you exactly how to use it What's up guys? Welcome to another episode on the Kappa channel. Today we're going to be doing the Aeropress. A lot of you have seen it in previous videos maybe. Uh, or picked up that it's standing there. Today we're going to show you exactly how to use it. So let's get started. Basically it looks, it, it compacts quite nicely. So it's nice for travel. Um, it's nice hard plastic so it won't break easily. Uh, I absolutely love the Aeropress. Uh, just because you can really get a lot of pressure on your coffee so it makes a great espresso uh, a lot of the guys do use it these days um, so on the run on the travel this is really a, a really good machine to have the coffee grounds that's going in there is quite fine you want to get it as fine as possible like I said it's really a good espresso um, so let me show you how it works here. you're gonna pull out this top suction part then you turn off the bottom in here you're gonna put your filter just one filter you'll see uh, the filters you get the white ones then you get the brown ones uh, which is more health conscious ones it's the ones that is uh, not bleached um, so it doesn't have all that chemicals in so it's your more healthy natural one um, otherwise you also do get the stainless steel ones uh, which you'll just clean afterwards so it's not just one use you can use it many times over again uh, which is quite nice it's that little bit more expensive but like i said you'll never have to buy another filter in your life again so then that goes at the bottom it turns in there make sure it's tight then your coffee like i said uh, nice and fine goes at the top onto that filter obviously you need to play around with the amount of coffee that you use the more you're going to put in Obviously, the stronger it's going to be, uh, the less you put in, the little bit lighter it is. I like my coffee strong, so let's load it. I think that's about enough. So you'll see on the side here, you've got your different markings, one, two, three, and four. That's basically like uh, the sizes of your cups. So that's one espresso, two espresso, three espresso, four espresso. Um, if you drink your coffee like me, not as an espresso, You'll use the four as one big cup um, if, you, if you're brave enough to do it like that. So let's get our cups here. Today I'm just going to do it on a nice glass so you can see it pushing through. And then I need hot water which is here behind me. So I'm going to fill it up all the way with my hot water. Then like I said you'll see... It does drip through a little bit um, but it's when you put that pressure on the coffee that is when the magic is happening so we're gonna put it in and then we're gonna start 
pushing it through there so I'm using quite a lot of pressure just hold the cup so it doesn't so it gets quite hard to press down but this is a good thing because the more pressure you can get in your coffee the better the flavor and everything involved so it's quite like I said as fine as you can as well just to add to that amount of pressure and there we go that will then be your coffee out of the AeroPress just gonna put that to the side So much better than a filter coffee for me, much better than a plunger, just because of the fact that you're getting all that pressure involved, um, getting that pressure through the machine, through the coffee, and let's give it a try. Quite strong, um, very nice actually, just the way I like it, but if you don't like it that strong, you can maybe just add a little bit of hot water uh, or whatever the case might be but it's actually a really nice espresso if you'd like to drink your espressos if you like to drink your coffee just like that also very good uh, the filter is quite good the stainless steel one is even better uh, it filters quite well so you'll see it looks like a very clean cup of coffee um, and it's actually really good On this episode, we're going to taste my favorite coffee, the Guatemala SHB. Hi guys, Arapaturis here. We're going to be tasting, profiling the Guatemala bean today. The Guatemala bean that Cup of Cafe uses is the Guatemala SHB strictly hard bean um, so this is also the coffee that you'll find in their shop and also online on our e-commerce shop so we'll be tasting this Guatemala this Guatemala is actually my favorite coffee of, out of all of them uh, it's the best coffee for me that I've ever tasted I just love it um, it's an amazing coffee and I just enjoy it uh, to, the, to the max this Guatemala they also roast um, just going into its second crack um, so it's just it's a full roast um, but it's not very very dark uh, which is also nice that I quite enjoy um, so yeah one of the very good coffees so let's taste it some of the processes that I'm not mentioning now you can just go to the Ethiopian episode and there you'll see exactly why we do cupping and tasting um, and then all of the differences between it so I'm just going to be cupping and tasting on this episode. So like I said before, 11 grams of coffee. Grounded coffee. With your 200 mils of water. Just under boiling point. So that's almost. That should be perfect. Not yet. This is very critical. We need to get this perfect um, because we don't want to rate the Guatemala 
uh, on a different ratio that we used on the Ethiopian. So we want to get a constant 11 grams on 200 uh, milliliters of hot water. So this is very important, although it looks a bit tedious. There we go, perfectly. And then our water, just under boiling point. Just getting that in there. perfect so now we wait for this nice crust to form then we're gonna break it and get all that amazing smells so just hold on tight it's coming so guys while we're waiting for this crust to form and the heat to just lower a bit before I burn my tongue um, go back to that episode where we took the three different forms of coffee your green bean your roasted coffee and then the grind um, We'll also be looking at different episodes using the grinds, getting that right. Um, I'm talking about the grind on these cupping and tastings. It's just between a filter and a plunger. Um, so we'll explain that more in detail. And then remember, you can take your Guatemala coffee bean. It's actually very nice and just get that dry taste of it. Just to get that dry taste. Um, and what do you taste on there? The thing about this Guatemala bean, what I do get is, I get a little bit of a chocolate taste. We'll see now when we cup and taste if that's true. That's what I'm getting on the dry side. Um, so let's cup and taste and see whether I'm correct uh, in saying that. So we're gonna... So what do we need to do first? Obviously we need to break the crust and get that initial smell right. It's very important to get that smell aspect involved. Um, it's going to enhance the flavors when you're tasting as well. So let's just break that crust. So I get a little bit of a flory, floral note to it. Um, not too much. I do get the chocolate in the smell as well. So let's taste. I can't wait to taste it. So then let's take off that top part as much as we can. There we go. Tasting, fun part, slurping. Body, body, body. That is what this Guatemala is about. Absolutely amazing body to it. Um, fills my whole mouth. Just packing the flavor punch. You can definitely uh, get that. Uh, it's a full roast as well, which is nice. Not dark enough that you've burnt out all the flavors, but not light enough yet. Or li not light enough either um, that it's... Definitely getting a little bit of that chocolatey aftertaste that I got in the dry bean as well Which is quite nice. It quite lingers there and I think for a lot of the guys um, <clears throat> This is quite a good coffee that you'll use in your restaurant um, Because once the guy leaves your shop, uh, he's still gonna be tasting that coffee uh, That's that body that's coming through and that's what you want and um, which makes the Guatemala amazing so for the guys in the restaurant industry 
Guatemala, very good being to put through your machines there because that guy's going to be wishing you took a takeaway coffee. A few interesting facts about the Guatemala. It actually grows at an altitude of 1,600 meters to 1,700 meters and the harvest season is December to March. So a little bit different from the Ethiopian that we've tasted before. Uh, it's also a washed Arabica bean and the flavors that they uh, cup it on uh, that you need to get or that they say that you should get is the chocolatey note, floral, floral notes and then a lingering aftertaste with a whole lot of body. Uh, that is what we got. Um, not that much of a floral note, uh, but more of the chocolate that I got and a lot of body. And that is Caprica Face Guatemala SHB. Hope you enjoyed it. On this episode, we're shooting the lovely Nicaragua from the Sionia estate in Central America. What's up guys? Welcome back once again to another episode on the Kapu channel. Today, here again, I'm in the lovely Kapu Cafe coffee bar and today we're going to be trying the Nicaragua. The Nicaragua is your Central American coffee. Um, it's a very good coffee, also Arabica obviously. Um, quite enjoy the coffee actually. It's, it's not too strong, not too much body. Uh, it's a nice easy drinking cup. Um, so yeah, let's try it and see what flavors we get. So the Nicaragua, as I said, um, is Central American coffee. It grows at an alt altitude of about 1,245 meters to about 1,580. Uh, the harvesting season is about March to April. And then you'll see, you'll notice that I've got a smaller cup this time. So like I said in the previous episode of our tastings, there's a standard method or a standard calculated way of doing it that was 11 grams to 200 mils of hot water so this is a bit smaller cup so we're gonna half that whole uh, amount so it's gonna be 5.5 grams of coffee and only a hundred mils of hot water the ratio stay the same so the coffee on the tasting profile should also be the same so let's see what we get I'm getting a nice acidic citrusy aroma to it so I think we've got a good one here the roast is also a full roast but it's not very dark um, it's more on, on your medium side the one that Kappa Cafe is using so you should be able to taste quite a little bit of fruitiness in it um, so that's 5.5 grams of hot water so this only a hundred mils of hot water So then we'll wait for that nice little crema to form and then we can break it, smell that fantastic coffee and then taste it. I think it's going to be great. So back to the Nicaragua. I get a very sharp, a sweet, a kind of a sweet taste 
not too much fruitiness that, I, that, I'm, that I'm smelling in it, but let's taste it. Um, there should be a few hints of Most of this out. I definitely get a little bit of an orange, dark chocolatey aftertaste to it. The body is not that extreme. Uh, it's not like the Guatemala, it's got a little bit less body, but it's quite sweet actually. It's got a nice sweet acidity to it, not overpowering. Um, I think overall, a very easy drinking coffee. There's not much bitterness in it. Um, I think it's roasted very well as well. Um, still getting that sweet orange chocolatey aftertaste but not yet overpowering uh, body or strength so final final give and take on this i think it's a really good coffee if roasted well um, could go quite a long way so overall the nicaragua very good coffee uh, easy drinking and i quite like it if you want to try the nicaragua remember we've got an e-commerce shop where you can buy this specific nicaragua and to see if you get the same taste that i do if you've got any comments about it please give us a comment uh, drop us a like give us a thumbs up tell everybody about it uh, we want as much people involved as we can to educate everyone on coffee um, and to get everybody involved so go like our page subscribe and share 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 today we're going to be tasting the Fruity East African Rwanda. Mmm. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode on the Kappa channel. Today is spring day and it's getting quite hot here in Pretoria, but this is no reason for you to stop drinking coffee. So let's get right to it. We're going to be tasting the East African Rwanda coffee bean today. So let's start to cup this boy. This boy. So yes. sad. <laughs> Very good boy. So immediately the dry sense of smell I'm getting is a lot fruity. It's, it's, I kind of smell a lot of fruit in it. So let's hope it's quite nice fruity. Um, uh, it should be so the Rwanda that Kapu Cafe is using uh, it's not very darkly roasted it's quite a light roast that they use so the fruitiness will definitely be there um, as it's not roasted out yet so I think it's going to be quite an interesting cup of coffee with a lot of different flavors and taste and smells so can't wait to try it so once again like I said we need to get that standard right. It's 5.5 grams with 100 mils of hot water, not boiling, just hot water. We don't want to be burning the coffee. Then we're going to be adding the coffee or the hot water to the coffee. Then you'll see that crema start to form or the crust as they call it. 
5.3. I know I'm very critical at this, but it, you really need to get that exact same measurements every time so that your tasting uh, is not on a different level than it was in your previous tasting. So, sorry about that. Quite a bit of a perfectionist, especially when it comes to my coffee. It needs to be just right. And there we go, 5.5 grams on the dot. So we're going to be adding our hot water. And seeing that nice crust forming. So let's take off the crust. But first, to smell it. Like I said, a lot of fruitiness coming through. I'm almost getting like a guava kind of smell. It's a little bit acidic as well. Uh, it's not that darkly roasted. So that's probably the, the reason behind that. Let's taste it. Trying to get all that grounds out. So don't have a mouthful of coffee grounds when you're tasting. So let's taste it. It's, it's very acidic. Um, On the smell, I had like a guava smell. When tasting it now, it's more like a cherry uh, fruitiness coming through. Definitely a nice fruitiness to it. Not that much body. I'm missing a little bit of body. But a really sweet, uh, good coffee. Nice acidity. Uh, sweetness is there. Your fruitiness is there. That guava cherry fruitiness. So definitely the Rwanda coffee, one of my favorite African coffees. Um, Cup of Cafe's Rwanda is uh, quite a good coffee and I would definitely recommend it. So go buy it on our e-commerce store. Go give us our page a like, subscribe, tell everybody about it. Tell us what you think about the Rwanda and if there's any specific questions that you have around that, please ask away and enjoy the heat. And if you don't want to drink hot coffee, drink an iced coffee, but be sure to get your caffeine kick in for the day. Today we're going to be tasting the true African coffee, the Uganda bean. Hi guys, Arapaturis here, back in the lovely Kapu Cafe on our Kapu channel and today we're doing the Uganda bean. The Uganda also from East Africa, uh, grows at an altitude of about 1500 to 2300 meters and its harvesting season is October to February uh, each year. The Uganda bean, um, not one of my favorites to be honest with you, that's just my personal opinion. Um, it is a lovely bean though, 
very good qualities to it. Uh, this Uganda that Kapi Cafe is using is also a washed Arabica bean. Uh, like all of their coffees is Arabica bean. So once again also Arabica bean. So let's get to the cupping and tasting of the Uganda. So 11 grams of our coffee. Whoops, that's going to be too much. No. So let's see if we can get this right. Not quite. Perfect. 11 grams of our coffee. And then once again, 200 mils of our hot water just under boiling point. That's about perfect. And then we wait for this nice crust to form before we break it and just get that very nice smell to it. A lot of you guys are maybe watching the screen and wondering what this thing is over here. That is actually a coffee siphon and we'll be uncovering all of his uh, wonderful qualities and using that machine and showing you how to use it in one of our other episodes. So keep tuning in, give us a thumbs up, give us a like, comment, drop a comment, subscribe um, and then follow all of these amazing coffees that we'll be tasting and then also this uh, very insane cool machines that we'll be using and then obviously all the different coffee cups that we'll be using uh, cupping and tasting that we're going to be doing and then we're going to also have local brands uh, getting involved international brands getting involved and we're actually going to go cup and taste their coffee and tell you what we get from their local brand or their favorite coffee so we're going to be doing that as well so you're going to recognize some of the coffees that we'll be tasting and cupping so let's get to Kapu Cafe's Uganda so first of all again very important that first initial flavor don't forget about that this is where all the magic is happening So I'm getting a little bit of a floral note here. I'm not sure if I'm getting... There's definitely a little bit of a, a dark chocolate smell also involved. The thing that I found previously with the Uganda bean, when I've tasted it previously, not this exact same one, um, but it tasted a lot like sand to me. And that's why I actually don't like it too much. Let's hope this one is a little bit different. <clears throat> Once again, all of these cupping and tasting is done on our personal views and our taste and smells. Um, so you might find something different, but this is what we're tasting and this is why we're enjoying the coffee. So let's just get all that grounds off, most of it. And the tasting. does smell very good though, I have to say. So it immediately hits me on the side of my tongue. I find it a little bit bitter. Um, the Uganda that they use is actually a dark roast that they use. Um, so... 
There is a little bit of a chocolatey aftertaste. Not much floral notes coming through for me though. Not a bad coffee, very earthy, if I can call it that. Um, still an enjoyable coffee. You might like it, it's not as smooth as the Ethiopian to me. Um, <clears throat> it's got a bit of an aftertaste to it that lingers in your mouth, which is a good thing if you like that. Uh, actually find the Uganda being uh, a little bit acidic, not too much, um, but it's got about a medium acidity to it. Um, so not too bad of a coffee after all. And that is the Uganda. Remember to subscribe. In this episode, we're going to be tasting the Colombian decaf CO2. Hi guys, it's Arnold again, back in the lovely Kapu Cafe, shooting the Kapu channel. Today we're doing the decaf CO2. What this means is basically uh, you get different types of decaffeinated coffee beans. Um, the two major ones you need to worry about is you get the chemical method where they actually use chemicals to get that caffeine out of the coffee. And then you get the CO2 method which is more of the natural process um, of decaffeinating that coffee. So a lot of people are each, either allergic to coffee um, or they, they've got an intolerance to coffee. The, the caffeine in the coffee and then also pregnant women etc they should stay away from the caffeine that's in the coffee so then they would go for the decaf um, just make sure it's the natural method um, so there's no bad chemicals involved in the process which could be harmful in the long run we don't know yet um, but it could be so Kapi Cafe is only using the CO2 method and um, what this means is when carbon dioxide gas is cooled and placed under pressure, it becomes a liquid. In this state, it is able to bind with the caffeine molecule in the green beans um, as the carbon dioxide acts as a magnet. The green coffee is soaked in containers of liquid carbon dioxide until the caffeine is soaked all out. The carbohydrates and proteins in the bean are not really affected and they attribute to the flavor and smell after roasting. The purity of the coffee is assured because of the extremely low boiling point uh, of the carbon dioxide. The CO2 can now be recycled and used in other commercial products as well. So the thing about the decaffeinated coffee and also the CO2 process, it's never fully decaffeinated. It's only about 99.9% uh, of the caffeine gets out, gets pulled out, so there's always that 0.1% uh, of caffeine that still stays inside it's not enough to to cause any damage or harm to you so don't worry about that um, but it's it's never hundred percent so the decaf that they're using is also a Colombian bean so it's your normal Colombian green bean and um, which they then take the green bean and they decaffeinate it and then you've got your decaffeinated Colombian CO2 so let's up and taste it. 
So a lot of people think that in the decaffeinating process, uh, you lose a lot of the flavors um, and all of the specific traits of the coffee. Uh, this is not really true as the uh, coffee flavors and notes um, and the proteins and the carbs in the coffee doesn't really get affected. So your taste stays the same. Uh, the decaf that they're also using, they do roast quite full. So it's not very dark or oily, but it's still a nice full roast, which I also like. Hot water. So your 11 grams of coffee with your 200 mils of hot water just under boiling point. And then we're going to wait for that nice crust to form and then break it and getting that amazing smell out of it. So guys, please remember to give us a thumbs up, like our page, subscribe, and then you can also visit our e-commerce store that is also up and running, where you can buy all of these amazing coffees. So let's break this, this crust. The decaf is attacking me over here. Okay, so let's break this crust, get that nice flavor, smell, So immediately I get a little bit of a, of a floral note to it. I can smell a little bit of an acidity to it. We'll see to what extent that'll be. It's actually smelling very good. So let's get most of that off. Tasting and the slurping. Slurpy slurp. Definitely getting a little bit of a, a medium acidity, not too much acidity involved. So it's got a good body to it, not too much. I'm getting a bit of a stoned fruit taste out of it as well. The aftertaste for me has got a bit of a lingering uh, a creaminess to it that I'm tasting, which is quite nice. It doesn't last too long, but it's quite a nice aftertaste that you do get. So overall, the decaf bean, definitely a thumbs up on the CO2 part. The natural part and not a not a bad bean uh, at all thank you guys for all the likes and the comments that we're getting and everybody that has subscribed please go tell everybody about it and let's have an amazing experience together there's still a lot to taste and a lot to do thank you that was the the decaf co2
Hi guys, my name is Arnold Petorius and welcome to the very first episode on the Kappa channel. I'm very excited and I hope you are as well. You're probably wondering what this is all about. Well, we're going to be going into coffee, everything from locally to internationally, taking you in depth of everything around coffee. So we're going to be using different methods, um, making different coffees, seeing which ones we prefer and what taste they bring around. And then we're also going to be cupping, tasting and profiling different coffees from around the world, uh, different origins, different blends, and we're going to be putting them up against each other, both local brands and international brands, to see which ones we prefer, and then you can decide which ones you will prefer. So when I'm talking about coffee, I'm not talking about instant coffee. I'm talking about the real deal coffee bean, caffeine kicking you out of the bed coffee. So why is this so significant? Because coffee is the second largest commodity in the world and yet a lot of people we find don't really know what it's all about. So that is what we're here to do. I'm here standing in the lovely Kapu Cafe at the moment which are going to be the hosts of this channel. We're going to shoot a lot of episodes. Um, we're going to have a lot of different celebrities coming in, different guys showing us what's happening in the coffee industry and what they're doing at the moment. So please Go like our channel, ask questions, drop us a few comments, and then we'll see if we can get to all of them. Uh, if you want a specific thing done or tried, we can always try it. Um, so yeah, subscribe to our channel. The lovely thing about it, we've also got an e-commerce shop that we've just started. So all of these coffees that we're going to be tasting, and especially also the methods that we're going to be using, is going to be available online for you to buy.